0: You're listening to Insights for Living with Pastor Boju Oyemade. Pastor Bodju is the Senior Pastor of the Covenant Nation.
1: After some time, you will not need any human support where you are working on crutches. When I mean human support, your relationship in your life will be one where you contribute And they also contribute something to you. Where Paul said, when they saw the grace that was given unto me, they gave me the right hand of fellowship. So he entered into this secret place and received it. And what God does first is that here, we've said this gives you that promise. We don't have time to see how. All right, we've already talked about that, how you get it. And then with that promise, every day, as they went in daily, on the ninth hour, sixth hour, you see, it it's a kind of third hour. They had watch it. And they were going every day into that temple and enter into the gates with thanksgiving. You see, Daniel going three times a day into the temple. But he will kneel down ways and open the windows and enter into that spiritual experience in his consciousness. In other words, enter. Rejoicing means enjoying the feeling of being in possession of it. He will lay hold on that hope, all right, while he's there, thanking God and worshiping God. He will go in and lay hold on that hope while he's there. So he says, by which we come. All right, nigh unto God, in Hebrews 7:19. right? It says, "For the bringing in of a better hope deed, by which we draw nigh unto God. Now what I want to share is what do you do, all right, to have an effective and powerful encounter with God when you enter in? And this will determine how the depth of the experience that you have with God when you participate in any spiritual thing. So if you enter into the place of prayer, there can be a solid transference. Or you can enter into the place of prayer and nothing really happens. All right? Now, if you observe lying vanities, you forsake mercy. And if you forsake mercy, you don't obtain mercy. And once you don't obtain mercy, you can't find grace to help. So, anybody who has high regard for the condition of their lives and what has been happening repeatedly, and they're allowing that to affect them. Such that they no longer are thanking God and have lost hope about the future. They're no longer praising him. They're allowing. they're weighed down by those things on the outside. Won't obtain mercy. And if they don't have that, when they go to pray, they won't find that grace. All right? So in order to come in effectively, what do you do? Hebrews chapter 8 and verse 3. Remember, what we are saying is here, we talked about this, right? We'll go back to next week, prophesy. But once you see how to receive this supply, Uh, because you are going in, uh, all right, to receive something. And, And what God is pouring into you is the very substance that is in him that makes him God. In other words, he wants to communicate that same spiritual substance into your heart. And it will manifest itself in two dimensions, wisdom and or power. In other words, you are going to start knowing and having unusual insight into things and knowing how to get things done, which means the spiritual skills the Holy Spirit will begin to give you. Or, all right, when you talk or do anything, there will be a release of power all right, right into your own life. So how do you go in? So make sure that that encounter happens. Hebrews chapter 8 and verse 3. It says, For every high priest is ordained to offer gifts and sacrifices. Now, this place we're entering into, I'll come back, if I read the scripture, all right, was a place where it was sacred. Was a place where, in the Old Testament, only the high priest went into this place once every year. And this was a type, not a real one. Once every year. The way into the holiest of all was not made manifest. No priest went into the place. And the high priest went once every year. And they would tie a bell to his garments. Why was that? Because if he does something wrong there and judgment hits him and he falls and dies, the bell will ring and they will pull him out. Okay? So, it is. Now, when they used to go in, Hebrews 8, 3, the Bible says that they were ordained to offer gifts and sacrifices, wherefore it is of necessity that this man have somewhat also to offer. Now, what is it he saying here? Verse 4. For if he were on the earth, and he should, if he were on the earth, he will not be a priest, seeing that they are priests, that offer gifts according to the law when they go in. But there are gifts and sacrifices now that we offer up, not according to the law, but according to this dispensation, which is the order of Melchizedek. And as Christians, we must know what we are offering up unto him. When we go up there into that temple, I have said it. Thanksgiving, which means you're offering up. The Bible says you. I can't say well. It's just the sacrifice of Jesus. That's all. No, it says you are. A, you are all living stones, all right, built up into a spiritual house, a holy priesthood, to so offer up spiritual sacrifices unto Him, which is well pleasing. So you offer acceptable unto Jesus. So there are sacrifices that you offer up. So when God gives you a promise, you are offering up, you build an altar. You get what I'm saying? Around that promise. And you start offering up spiritual sacrifices unto him. And it's through those sacrifices there that that promise is going on to come to pass in your own life. That's how you're going to get the unusual insight that natural mind can pick up. Because of these things you are offering up, that's what Jonah was saying. He said, "I've made my prayer. I'm now offering up spiritual sacrifices here with thanksgiving. I will pay that which I vowed. Salvation is of the Lord." And what happened was, God spoke after he offered up the spiritual sacrifices. The right one, God spoke, and the situation changed. So the situation will change once you understand. All right, these sacrifices you have to offer. So he goes on and says this. Hebrews 8 here, verse 4. It says, for if on earth, then verse 5. Who serve unto the example, now look how we saying, and shadow of heavenly things. Which belongs to you, you see naturally, they are an example and a shadow of a heavenly thing. When there is a shadow, it's difficult to get a shadow here yeah, because of the amount of light. So it's just impossible. All right. Okay. All right. You can see this. Now, this is the shadow here. Here, you can see the shadow. There's the substance. Now, what they were doing in the Old Testament was the shadow. What we are now doing is the real deal. Okay? So if they were offering up sacrifices in the Old Covenant, the priest, then it is a type of the real one that we are offering up. We are no longer offering up goats and none of this. We are offering up this. So the blood of Jesus did not say that that was the only sacrifice that will be offered up. That was the only sacrifice once and for all that opened up the door and gave us access to be able to go in and now offer up spiritual sacrifices unto him that is well pleasing in his sight. And once you start offering up that spiritual sacrifice that is well-pleasing, the Bible calls it a sweet-smelling fragrance unto the Lord. When, um, was it, uh, Jacob brought it, he said, listen, and brought the sacrifice. When he was going to bless him, he said, your field will smell. When you go to work, work on your field. So he told him, Jacob, he said, look, your, the, 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 your fields will bring out this same aroma that you have brought out in my presence. In other words, the way you have satisfied me with these spiritual sacrifices, God is saying, your field, when you labor, the harvest it will bring forth will satisfy you. Uh, The same way you have pleased me, this is the blessing, when you go out into labor, the fields will please you. So he goes on and tells us, types and shadow, look at this, all right, and he kissed him. No, no, now i show the scripture. And he kissed him, all right, and smelled the smell of his raiment and blessed him and said, See the smell of my son is as the smell of a field which the Lord hath blessed. This was after he offered up, verse 26 there, all right. It says this, verse 26. Put up Genesis 27, 26. Just go to Peter, there And the father said, now, all right, come near that I may kiss and kiss me my son. Verse 25. Uh, what had happened was, and he said, bring it now to me. And I will eat of this, my son's venison and my soul shall bless him. And he brought it near unto him and did eat, and he brought, which means he brought something to the father. The father ate it, and it was the venison that he loved. It was the sacrifice that was pleasing unto him. So, what are the sacrifices we are saying that are pleasing unto God? that causes the face of God to shine upon the life of a man, that you know that heaven, all right, has smiled over this life by reason of what they're bringing up in their fields.
0: Do you reside in the beautiful city of Abuja? Have you always wanted very practical faith teachings and insights for living? Have you always wanted to listen to Pastor Boju Oyemade teach live? If you answered yes to the questions above, you are in good company. Come and listen to Pastor Boju Oyemade Sundays at 9 a.m. and every Thursday at 6 p.m. at the Ladi Ladikwali Conference Center Sheraton Abuja Hotel. The Covenants Nation is now in your city. If you didn't know, now you
1: know. Make all things according to the pattern that was showed thee on the mount. Verse 6. But now he hath obtained, so what Moses built was an exact pattern of what he was saw in heaven. But now he has obtained a more excellent ministry by how much more is a mediator of a better covenant, which is now established upon better promises. So this covenant now, this priesthood here, it is established. The promises are the foundation. So God makes a promise to a person and says, now come up to me with that promise. And come and offer up spiritual sacrifices there. And and what is going to happen is, I'm going to transfer something to you and it's going to be the eternal inheritance. Now let me just quickly say this. We'll close. We'll pick up from this next week. Hebrews chapter 7 verse 11 to 15. Look at what it says here. If therefore perfection were by the Levitical priesthood, for under it the people received the law, what further need was there that another priest should arise after the order of Melchizedek, and not to be called after the order of Aaron? So, I just want to say this here. If I continue, because I'll close here. So you have your family get a promise over it. Look at what the areas of your life. Three major areas just secure it quickly. You have your family, get a promise over it. You have your work, your career, your business, all right, what you're doing with it, and get God's word for it. And then your health, and how long you stay on this earth, get God's word for it. Now, every day go up there... And offer up spiritual sacrifices based on the promise. Like Paul said, he said, I've told you that God told me once and forever that on this earth in nothing will I be ashamed. So if you bring anything to me to cause shame, he says, it will turn around to my salvation. I have received that promise from God. If you do anything, it will turn to my salvation. All I have to do is to go up to him. Offer up spiritual sacrifices, receive the supply of the spirit, and with my words I will administer the spirit into the atmosphere, and things will begin to change. So it says in this Hebrews seven here, verse eleven. What further need was there that another priest should arise after the order of Melchizedek, and not be called after the order of Aaron? For the priesthood being changed, there is also a necessity a change of the law. For he of whom these things are spoken pertaineth to another tribe of which no man gave attendance at the altar. And then it tells us the Lord himself sprang out of Zion. All right. There's another scripture I want to bring out. Let me just pull it out now. Let's check Hebrews and this will be chapter 10. Sorry. Chapter 9. Now he says this, Hebrews 9 and verse 11. But Christ, being, become, being come and high priest, of good things to come, a greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with hands, that is, not of this building. So this place we're going into is not a building. We said it's a spiritual experience in your consciousness neither by the blood of goats and cows or by his own blood entering once into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption for us. So he opened it once and for all. For if the blood of bulls and of goats and the ashes of an heifer, sprinkling the unclean, sanctified to the purifying of the flesh, how much more won the blood of Jesus, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot unto God purge your consciousness from dead works, that you may serve the living God? Now, for this cause, he is the mediator of the New Testament, which is established upon better promises, we saw, or the mediator of those promises, for the redemption for the redemption of the transgressions that were under the First Testament. So under the First Testament, he was saying the high priest, because of the transgressions, the high priest could only go in once every year, and he had to offer for the errors of the people and also for himself. He says, but now Jesus has gone in once and for all, and he has obtained eternal redemption for us. So that having redemption from the transgressions that were under the first, we can now boldly come in. Redemption means, it's a word that has to do with slavery. It means the price has been paid in full by another person and there's no other price to pay outside that. Once and for all. It wasn't a, a, a partial payment. It wasn't a wrong. He paid it once and said, you're now free. You can now come in now. All right? So, having obtained eternal redemption for the redemption of the transgressions that were under the First Testament, they which are called might, now, the redemption has been settled, but the inheritance, you may or you may not, depending on whether you come, they might receive The promise of the eternal inheritance. So he obtained eternal redemption so that we can have access in order to obtain the eternal inheritance. The promise. What is the promise of the eternal inheritance? We saw this in Galatians chapter 3. It says here, Verse 13, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, be made a curse for us. For cursed is everyone that hangeth on the tree that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ that we might receive the promise. That's the promise of the inheritance. Is one promise. The promise of the Spirit of God through faith. So you are going in to receive the promise of the Spirit or that supply in you, so that when you come out, the things that you do are not done by power, your own power, neither are they done by your own mind, but they are done by the Spirit of God. And you begin to understand the ways of God, where you start prophesying, And declaring things into the earth. And start operating in the wisdom of God. To get things done on this earth. So you start having a real insight. We'll come next week. But there are sacrifices that you're offering up. As you come And it's finally, we say this. The sacrifice of thanksgiving and praise. And the second sacrifice. Is called the sacrifice of intercession. For Jesus Himself is making intercession. The Bible tells us that, verse Hebrews 7 24, but this man, because he continueth forever, hath an unchangeable priesthood. Wherefore he is able to save to the uttermost them that come to God by him, saying he ever leave it to make an intercession for them. So the second thing that you do there is offer intercessory prayers for others. Now the principal people he wants you first to offer intercessory prayers for are those whom have hurt you. That's where it starts from. In other words, you just don't have time here. All right, then people that are, and that's why when you're going and you're praying, that says, forgive. You are interceding. I, I mean, look, I will repeat this, I don't care what anybody says. All right. I repeat it and I keep repeating it. This issue of 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 of, of trying to hurt people that hurt you. Now it's not scripture. Now if somebody is stopping the advancement of the kingdom work then you can call on god to judge that person but if it's personal there's not a there's not the kingdom it's personal which means one on one all right when you see judgment in the new testament there is the advancement of the kingdom but when it is personal god wants you to forgive stephen was stoned To death. His last words was intercessory prayer. The Bible says he looked up to heaven, saw the Lord, the heavens were open, and he said unto God, Lay not this sin to their charge. That somebody has done something. These are the sacrifices here that provoke a strong outpouring. You know what pleases God? We want to see what pleases God. Your ability to start thanking him and praising him when things on the outside are not even seemingly right. When people say, the Lord has forsaken me, but you are there rejoicing, it pleases the heart of God. Not to see somebody rejoicing after it has happened. So this man, after he was healed, entered into the temple with them. All right, he now started entering in. Because now he was now healed, he says, "Okay, let's go and rejoice. Let's go and sing." But when he wasn't healed, there he was outside the temple. So now, listen: there, you must learn the ways of God. First thing is that sacrifice of praise, of fruit of your lips, giving thanks unto His name. Uh, the second thing he wants is intercessory prayer. He wants you to make intercession, and he starts with the people: "Now, God, no charge." And when you begin to combine, these are the two principal things that are spiritual sacrifices that you use your vocal cords to do. Now, giving and helping others is a spiritual sacrifice, but that which you use your vocal cord is praise, worship, and prayer, intercessory prayer that you offer up unto God. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for every single person under the sound of my voice. I prophesy into the lives of any person, who is not saved, hasn't accepted Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, this morning you shall, and there shall be an impartation of life on the inside of you. Also, you're not filled with the Holy Spirit this morning. Your will be prayed for, and there shall be an impartation of life. And to others I declare, That as you go into the presence of God with worship and the ministry of mercy, for it is the mercy seat. Angels shall be released this week into the labor of your hands. You shall have the fragrance of heaven come out of the work of your hands. Something unusual shall happen this week in your career and business that will be a sign unto you of the things that God has in store in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. God bless you all. All right, for Igamos Center, we will start Saturday services next week, 11, sorry, this week, 11th of June. The time is 5 p.m. to 6.30 sharp, all right? And let me tell you what I'm most excited about. Teenagers are going to be handling teenagers, and I'm bringing them right directly into ministry, all right? Um, Pastor Wally told me about I like the brilliant idea, all right? We'll be handling instruments and all of that, so we begin to bring in people into it, all right? I'm very excited about that. Saturday, five to six thirty. It won't be online, so don't say, "Well, I watch Saturday morning service. I'm not coming to church on Sunday." It's not online. It's for the people that come here. All right, on Saturday. God bless you all, and have a wonderful week in His presence. Don't forget, class two leaders, you receive things to fill this week. Um, caught in people, you also receive things to fill this week. All right. In Jesus' name, you are blessed. Do you reside
0: in the beautiful city of Abuja? Have you always wanted very practical faith teachings and insights for living? Have you always wanted to listen to Pastor Bwoju Oyemade teach live? If you answered yes to the questions above, you are in good company. Come and listen to Pastor Bwoju Oyemade Sundays at 9 a.m. and every Thursday at 6 p.m. at the Ladi Ladikwali Conference Center, Sheraton Abuja Hotel. The Covenants Nation is now in your city. If you didn't know, now you know. This podcast is brought to you by the Covenant Nation. For more information, visit www.insightsforliving.org. Thank you and God bless.